we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder, and hey, we're going to go bow hunting today, okay? And we're going to eat good, too, uh, with my pals at Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Front door to the camp house, brought to you by my friends at Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care, people are having really good results with it. It very gently and naturally, over time, gently settles the overactive dog. It's not a drug. I can't emphasize that enough. No. This product works with your dog's system to very gently over time settle the overbarking, the overjumping, the obnoxious behavior. If that's your dog, calming care. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. Kinder Outdoors, this is the place where we're giving away that trip to the Caribbean with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. We're going to put you up ocean front at Casa Carib Sea for five nights, and we're going to put you out on the water three days, offshore, inshore, in the Marlin capital of the world, Costa Rica. Details on that can be found at kinderoutdoors.com as well, K-I-N-D-E-R. Cinnamon Creek Ranch, under that umbrella, is a world-class archery facility. Kyle Chambers is the manager of the bow shop. We're going to be talking to Kyle today about tuning our bows and crossbows and just all kinds of cool stuff. And the wild game processing. Man, great cooking, great meat processing. Goes back in the Masakio family for generations. Joe Masakio, nobody does it better than Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. You guys have been my guys forever and it's sure a pleasure good to see you back here again thanks for coming good to see you too how you been i've been good i've been good i've been too busy working and and i haven't you know i've had a microphone in my hand and not a rifle or a bow or a pistol or a nothing i know the feeling my wife's had a collar on me all summer she's been dragging me everywhere (laughs) you have but now it's hey fall's coming joe it's time to get back after it and you know a lot of guys go uh dove hunting they get out on their places they hadn't been there a long time and, man, there's those pigs or evidence of pigs. Really good idea to shoot one of those and bring them to you at Cinnamon Creek. Yeah, pigs, people don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Uh, leaner than, than the pork that you're going to find in the grocery store for the most part? Absolutely. I mean, the protein in it, you know, it's almost like farm to table, so... And people think of these hogs, and they think of these big old nasty hogs, and, man, I would never eat that. Nothing could be further from the truth. They're they're nutritious, they're very tasty, and they've only eaten what God intended them to eat. There's been no filler. Yeah, you're right. Um, They're eating just like the cattle do out there. You know, they're grazing and browsing and eating everything that's good for them. Now, when people bring their hogs in, we think of traditional things like bacon and ham and things we've seen in the grocery store all these years. But, boy, you can really get creative with a pig. Yeah, we actually don't do bacon because then you need to be about 250 pounds plus. Um, So that's kind of out of the realm in wild hog business. But um, So we do a lot of products, um, sausage and uh, stickers, which are we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer and man they're they're the cat's meow man yeah and you don't have to grill those long it's they're done that's a really good appetizer before the big stuff yeah that takes about three minutes aside on those and they're just i mean you're gonna have to fight your neighbors off for them <laughs> i'm a big fan of your uh, chili meat 
and taco meat, both great ideas for a hog. Oh, yeah, they make great. And, and taco meat is unbelievable. Yeah. The taco meat, when it comes to my house from Cinnamon Creek, it's seasoned. I don't add salt, pepper, nothing. It's ready to go. Just uh, to fry it up, put it on a shell, and go. Yeah, it's it's ready. It's kind of bulletproof. Um, we tried it on women and kids first before we, you know, brought it to market. And uh, those kids, they just they eat it right up, boy. Yeah. Breakfast sausage, of course, always a big hit. Yeah, the breakfast is really good out of hogs. I had never had your cracked black pepper sausage until you guys were cooking somewhere a year or so ago. Fell in love with it that day, and now I'm having you guys make it for me. I'm I'm uh, purposely hunting critters to get some more cracked black pepper. Yeah, the, there's a huge cracked black, black pepper crowd out there. <laughs> yeah, I bet there is. Yeah. And so many different ways that you guys make sausages, I'm sure you can't even remember them all. No, we, we have quite a variety. I mean, I think we have like 25 different blends that we use. Get out there and shoot a hog, bring it in. If I if I go out and kill a 100-pound hog, how much meat is that going to yield for my freezer, Joe? Maybe 40, around 40, 35 or 40. Okay. Uh, for folks that have never shot a hog before uh, and they're ready to go do that, uh, number one, watch out, it's addicting. Uh, you can shoot them at night. You can shoot them during the day. They're exotic. There's no season. Yeah, yeah, right. You can shoot them year-round, and it's good. They're good eating. I would say make sure you gut them really good, clean them well, and then pack them with ice if you're just going to bring them with their hide on and put them in a cooler. Uh, it, you need to get them cold. Yeah, get those guts out as quick as possible. Yes, yes. Yeah. Especially on these warm days. Uh, deer season's coming up. Have you got uh, some stuff on camera that you're really excited about out at your plate? Yeah, we got some pretty good bucks. We got seven coming in. Uh, we're out in the Jacksboro area. And the deer are pretty healthy. I'm surprised with the drought that uh, they're in such good shape. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give me those GPS coordinates or maybe the combination to the gate, Joe? No. Nah. No, not yet? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, it's a pleasure. Thank you. My thanks to our friends at Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic, for bringing us this corner of the camphouse today at Kinder Outdoors. Fortiflora, order it from Chewy.com. It's Gary Loomis, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Fish on! How about crisp, clean air, endless water, and marlin after marlin for Christmas this year? That's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. The lodging, dining, and fishing is on us in Costa Rica. Five nights in our beachfront penthouse. Three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet. Stay tuned and enter soon. Learn more at KinderOutdoors.com. Marksman Firearms and Outfitters' mission is to guide and educate customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. They take the time to teach you which guns will properly suit your needs, as well as how to care for them to ensure the longevity and quality of your firearm. At Marksman, they believe every customer deserves a place to go that offers the largest variety at reasonable prices, with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Hey, guys, you've got to get this right. Take your venison to Cinnamon Creek Ranch. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Hands down, the best anywhere. 
And when you're having those sausages and ground meat made up, don't forget the chicken fried steak. Better than beef and so tender you can cut them with a fork. Yeah, we run them through the tenderizer two or three times depending on, you know, how thick they want them. And uh, we take all the silver and all the fat and anything. It's just pure meat. And when you see that hog rooting around, put him in the bed of the truck and take him to Joe Masakio's Cinnamon Creek Ranch. People don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Um, sausage and uh, stickers, which are, we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer. And man, they're, they're the cat's meow, man. Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, Roanoke, Texas. Premier in the wild game industry. CinnamonCreekRanch.com The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com Welcome to Kinder Outdoors. If you own a dog, hey, you've really got to have Fortiflora in your fridge, America's number one canine probiotic, because all of our dogs, at one time or another, encounter GI upset. Hey, it can be anything, a change in routine, a change in water. Maybe they got into the trash and ate something that they shouldn't have. Fortiflora to the rescue. Learn more about it at kinderoutdoors.com. I want to welcome my buddy Kyle Chambers in here to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. He is the uh, manager of the pro shop, the bow shop, at Cinnamon Creek Ranch, uh, Roanoke, Texas, just north of Fort Worth. World-class uh, facility, pro shop, 
and shooting facility. Hey, Kyle, always good to see you, man. Welcome back. Hey, what's going on, Billy? It's good to see you again. I always look forward to this. I look forward to seeing you, but, man, you almost have to have an appointment with Kyle Chambers this time of year because, hey, both seasons are upon us. In some states, it's open, and you are busy. It is busy, and, yes, we are open. The western states are getting kicked off. Everybody's heading out doing their elk, uh, pronghorn. So, yeah, it's it's getting it's kicking off. White yeah. season. Have you ever hunted pronghorn with a bow? Uh, I have tried. I've attempted. Because <laughs> I'm just wondering about that 380-yard shot. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I hunted out western Kansas, which is probably one of the harder places to do it. But, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Anytime you're trying to sneak up on a critter with a bow in your hand, <clears throat> hey, it's a whole new game. I want to talk about a whole new game. Archery has opened up with technology through the years to everyone, literally everyone. I know of a lady in her 80s now, and she's a Cinnamon Creek customer. She didn't go hunting for the first time until she was 78, and a crossbow allowed her to do that. The technology is amazing. Exactly. Things have definitely progressed. and Crossbows are something that is very technical, and it's getting more and more so. Uh, but it opens up the doors for anybody, whether it's a young child, uh, elderly, anybody. That, there's no physical restrictions anymore when you're able to use a crossbow. Yeah, and they are so accurate. It's it's uh, pinpoint accurate. Oh, yeah, and some of them are even, you know, you, people are taking those 50, 60-yard shots with no problem. So it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. If I want to uh, bring my youngster in or, or maybe grandma and she wants to go hunt with me, hey, it's a way to spend more time in the field with family. Uh, and she doesn't have the strength to uh, to to uh, mount a bow and use it properly. Um, we can get her in a crossbow, and we can do it fairly economically, right? Sure, yeah. There's a broad range of different crossbows out there. As far as the money standpoint, I mean, we have some that range in that four to $500 range, and they go all the way to 4000 It just depends on your level of pain. Yeah, so if I buy Grandma a $500 crossbow, is she going to be able to cock that thing? Yeah, it would be a little more difficult. You're going to pay for those. I need to be with her? You, you would need to be with her for one of those. Okay. Uh, you're going to pay for those features of automatic cranking or, or even with a cranking device. Those are going to cost a little more. Usually those bows are going to run you around the $1,500 range. Uh, so when we come in, we need a crossbow. What else are we going to need to go with that? Oh, you're going to need arrows or bolts for the crossbow. They take bolts. You're going to need broadheads, of course, a good bag target that's going to stop those. What people don't realize is those do shoot a lot faster, so you need a specialized target to be able to stop them. Uh, then just everything else will be luxury items, a sling or a, a, a rest or shooting sticks. Uh, and the shooting sticks always a good idea to take a look at it because you're going to be probably using this for a kid or, or someone older, and they could use that, that aid uh, in the blind. Uh, practice, practice, practice. You mentioned a target. Even though these things are just deadly accurate, that nothing replaces practice. Nothing replaces practice, obviously. Tuning is also a big issue. You want to make sure your, your equipment's finely tuned, whether it's a crossbow or a compound. Everything needs to be tuned still. Yeah. Um, so what kind of shot can I take? You mentioned 40, 50, 60 yards with a crossbow. What, what is an average shot with a crossbow? About the same as a, as a compound? If I, I always preach to be the same. We're talking ethics more than anything. Yeah. These bows can reach out, and they can be accurate up to 100 yards, but we never, ever want people to get it in the field and take those kinds of shots because it's unethical. You never know what that animal's going to do between the time the bolt leaves the crossbow and the animal. So I always say 40 and in is safe. Uh, I always like people to shoot even closer, if, if can be. 
Yeah, very good. Be a good bow hunter. Be you know, be diligent. Do your work. Be responsible. Yeah, be responsible and uh, and be a good bow hunter and, and get close to uh, to those critters. If you decide to take that hundred yard shot, that that buck of a lifetime's out there a hundred yards, and you're tempted, a lot of things can go wrong between you and that animal. Why do you advise people not to take that shot? Well, because <laughs> if you've ever wounded an animal, and you, all of us that have bow hunted know what it's like to 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 wound or lose an animal. It's just if you do it long enough, it's going to happen. Yeah. And the feeling that you get from that is not a good feeling. Horrendous. It is really, really bad, yeah. So I always try to get people to shoot closer distance so they have that success and they don't have to experience that. From the time that bolt leaves you to the time it gets to that critter down there 100 yards away, seems like a very short period of time. But in reality, uh, when that buck hears that and flinches, He's got a lot of time to move. No doubt. And crossbows are notoriously more loud yeah. than, than conventional gear. So they're still going to be able to have that ability to duck that shot. No matter, even if the bows are shooting up to 500 foot a second like some of them do, they can still dodge that. Now, there's a new crossbow on the market. You guys are selling this thing. It is the Cadillac. It's unbelievable. Uh, the technology, and it's like you said, it's going to cost you some money. Up there close to four grand for this thing. But who makes it and what is it? Yeah, it's the new Raven R500E. It's basically their cream of the crop for this year. Uh, the bow shoots 500 foot a second. It has the ability to auto cock. It's uh, it's got a battery, so it cocks itself. You just you know push a button basically to cock this thing. Uh, very easy to load. It's very very kid and, and women and elderly friendly because of that that feature. Uh, some of the scope technology that's on it is very uh, sophisticated, but it uh, allows the bow to be shot without being shouldered even so so i can sit it in my lap or hold it like john wayne held a rifle you know down at my hip <laughs> you could hip shoot with it if you wanted to <laughs> yeah that scope allows you to it's basically you're looking at a tv screen it's got a red dot that automatically ranges the target uh basically you just put the red dot on there whatever yardage it says if it's 48 you just hold the corresponding pin on the target pull the trigger and and fire so yeah it is good you can actually watch as kids are shooting it, you can kind of see, without having to look through their scope, what their what their target looks like and where they're aiming. So, so if I want to get in the crossbow business, 400 to 4,000. How how bad do I want to go? Exactly, whatever your threshold of pain is. Hey Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Good hanging out with you all. Yeah, you too, Billy. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of outdoor adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics and they smile while learning. If you want outdoor adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. 
To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, before we make a run to the coffee pot, let me say hello to some folks. Tim Lapp is in Heartland, Texas. Michael Bogan, Cleburne, Texas. And I got a great picture from my friend Corey Mason, the Dallas Safari Club CEO, uh, holding up a couple of beautiful lake trout that he caught up in Canada. Took his daughter Kate with him. She shot her first bear, Canadian black bear, and she's mighty happy about it. They're both on the bragging board at kinderoutdoors.com. Go check them out and send me a picture of your hunting and fishing camping excursions. We all want to see what you've been doing. Hello, I'm Corey Mason, Executive Director with Dallas Safari Club, and this is our Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of our free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoors men and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org. Ken Kirkaby needs to be in your deer blind, camp house or favorite fireside chair. An outdoor author that understands and lives the outdoors. In Red Stick 1, Florida game warden Virgil Clary takes off his badge to track down a killer in the wilderness. Christopher Camuto of Gray's Sporting Journal calls Red Stick 1 a tightly written novel of pursuit and redemption. A pleasure to read. Ken Kirkaby's books are gritty, realistic, and action-packed. The Tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available on Amazon. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Hey, crappie fans. If you love crappie fishing, Crappie Expo, Branson, Missouri, October the 20th through the 22nd. More than 100 exhibitors. It's all crappie. Get the latest and greatest. Also, the world's largest crappie fry, hush puppies and taters. Mmm, mmm. Pro crappie teams fishing for over $300,000. Meet the pros, seminars, and concerts daily. Giving away $10,000 on Friday and again on Saturday. Cash is king. That man's crazy. CrappieExpo.com. CrappieExpo.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. 
I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. This is Woody, Woody's fairly reliable guide service up on Rainy Lake, Minnesota. I've been taking families, friends, and corporate groups fishing for more than 40 years. Crappie, smallmouth, walleye, and monster pike await you right outside your lodge door. Not only can I show you a wonderful time on Rainy Lake, I can sell you your very own island as I'm a realtor too. So we can do it all up here and take a two-nation vacation with Woody. Over 90% of our customers make it back to dock safely. We hope you're one of them. Woody at RainyLake.com. See you here. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Welcome to Kinder Outdoors. Ah, that's what a dove looks like from behind. <laughs> and we've all seen that. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. I am the host around this old camp house. We're tickled to have you with us. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This corner of the camp house is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. Hey, for your hardworking bird dog, 30% protein, 20% fat, Pro Plan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I've asked Joe Masakio, the owner of Cinnamon Creek Ranch Archery and Wild Game Processing, to stick around and tell a story uh, that maybe you've never heard about a nightmare trip that he took, a hunt that he had in Canada uh, about a decade or so ago. And Joe, listen, I really appreciate you sharing the story uh, with everybody because it's been, it was a devastating and could have even very easily been deadly trip. How are you doing now? How are you feeling? Pretty good now. Kind of healed up. Yeah. Feeling better? A little bit. Getting old though. <laughs> uh, you will never completely heal from the fall that you took in Canada. You went up there on a hunt, really special hunt. Uh, and, and man, a, a perfect trip, a perfect day went south in a hurry. Tell folks what happened. Yeah, we had spotted, we were, we were hunting elk, mule deer, and, uh, mountain goats, and we were, we were in a beautiful area. And, uh, we spotted this mule deer on the other mountain across, so we had to ride down the mountain. We were on mules. And now and go back up the other side. Four-legged mules, not motorized. Yeah, four-legged mules. My mule's name was Maverick, by the way. <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> Fitting, yeah. So uh, we got up there about an hour before dark, and we were about ten minutes from getting off the mules. And mules are pretty, you know, they they go by themselves pretty much. You just hang onto the reins. And when you cross little creeks and stuff, 
you just loosen up the reins and they just walk right through it. Well, the we went through this little creek. It wasn't probably one of the smaller ones we went through, and there was a bank about five foot high on our right-hand side. And uh, I let him go, and the next thing I know, he jumps the bank. Oh. And I'm like Bronco Rodeo, and yeah. I grab with my left arm, and I tear my bicep completely off and my shoulder, uh. rotator cuff, everything, and get up, ride him to the top like a bronc. And then he bucks me off when we get up there and I land on my binoculars and break three ribs they go right into my ribs and then I fall off the ledge and fall onto a rock and break the rest of my ribs and thought I had ruptured my spleen man you were beat up bad and how far were you from any civilization we were five and a half hours in on horse and and five hours from main uh, main road so how did you get out of there and uh, did you have contact with civilization? What happened? Yeah, we, we I had to get back on the, the mule and ride it out, and uh, that was brutal. Oh, my God. And then we got to camp, and he had to ride out to use the satellite phone to get to a spot where he could use it. And then he got in his truck, and he drove down and called him, and then a helicopter flew in a day and a half later. Wow. Where were you in Canada? Uh uh, north of Montana, yeah, British Columbia. North of Montana, British Columbia, yeah. So, from British Columbia, did they take you to a Canadian hospital? Yeah, we flew me right to the hospital, and then they did. It was amazing, all the tests they ran. And, I mean, they, they had me diagnosed and everything, but as soon as they were done, they let you go because you're not a citizen. Wow. So you have Socialized medicine. Yeah, you have to get yourself back to the United States. So now you're you're barely walking, barely yeah. breathing, yeah. and you're on the streets in in Canada. What next? Well, the people that we were hunting with, the his wife drove me back to Montana to Kalispell, and I stayed in a hospital there for 12 days. Okay, surgery or just trying to get your breathing healing. again? Yeah, just healing. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, man, what a journey. What did that teach you about, do you prepare differently now for a trip when you when you leave? Because you never expect that. No, it's a, I mean, you're always prepared for something, but that's the unexpected. You know, you just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I can remember the first time I went to Alaska hunting. We went into Kotzebue, and then we went up into Brooks Ranges, which is the highest point in, in Alaska. And the guy looked at us, and he goes, this is no place for the timid. I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, because your buddy could have his leg, his bones sticking out through the top of his pants, and you got to fix it. Yeah. So you just don't know. You yeah, know? you don't know, and, and you're out there so far back yeah. uh, that uh, all of the amenities that we're spoiled to, they're just not there. Um, always a really good idea to know maybe where the nearest hospital is, the nearest town, the nearest medical help. Yeah, that's very important if if you're able to do that, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of times, I mean, you can get that medic, that Metaflight, I have that, I mean, yeah. that that's what we use, and yeah. up and back, and that was great. I know a lot of guys have looked at the satellite phone service and uh, have to make your own decision there. It's not cheap. They don't give it away. Are you a fan of that now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably saved my life. Yeah, I would say for sure. Joe, thanks for sharing. Man, what a painful memory that is but we can all learn from that we've got to be prepared whether we're going you know five miles down the road to hunt a whitetail or halfway around the world be prepared medically know where help is and how to get in touch with them 
Purina Pro Plan. There's a formula out there for your dog, no matter what they do. Hard-working bird dog or lovable lap dog. Pick up the Pro Plan formula that best suits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I was at my taxidermist the other day, True Life Taxidermy, and I had a conversation with Roy Holdridge, the owner, my taxidermist, about caring for our capes and skins. You might find it interesting. Roy, we've always heard, uh, there's a lot of taxidermy wives' tales, and one of those is, don't get your pelt wet after you shoot your animal. Don't get your cape wet. Uh, but there's an instance where we really, it would benefit us with some good cold water on our pelts, wouldn't it? Definitely, definitely. The um, When you get them real good and bloody, you need to get the blood off. If that blood dries on them, um, then it makes it a whole lot more difficult to get it on out. Uh, if there's dried blood on there, if you went with an outfitter and they took care of your hide for you, salted it and dried it out, and we get it come in from Alaska, come from somewhere that's already dried, and we send it to the tannery, when they put it in their pickle to rehydrate it, it sets that blood in there. Uh-huh. And so you just, you know, it makes it almost impossible to get out. And so you need to antelope, pronghorn antelope. They have hollow hair and it kind of sucks that blood up in it wow. like a straw. And so if you just hang it after you've got them caped out or if you just come up to the head and you know and, and cut it off and then you're going to take it to the taxidermist, hang him up there in cold water. Cold water, rinse it. It will rinse the blood off of there and get the blood off of them, let them hang and drain and then wrap them up and put them in your ice chest or yeah. that freezer. Either that or have a forever stain on your beautiful trophy that you spent a lot of time harvesting. Interesting that you tell me that antelope hair is a whole lot different from whitetail hair. Uh, it's kind of like a straw. Yes, and it breaks real easy. They, okay. they, they come off easier a little bit, but it breaks also. Okay, very good. Uh, so if you if you make that shot of a lifetime uh, with your bow, that's where you're going to get into some, some pumping blood a lot of times uh, and a lot of blood on your mouth or with your rifle, whatever. Uh, take a little time and, and clean that up around the mouth, around the nose, around uh, the body wound, wherever the, uh, wherever the shot was and wherever the bleeding uh, took place. Take a little time to clean that blood up. Yes, and say you went sheep hunting and you're up on a mountain, and it's really tough, you know. You don't have yeah. the best of conditions, and a lot of times you may not have as much blood by the time you're done skinning that thing up there, you know, than, than you do. Yeah. As soon as you get to where you can, as soon as you get back to where you can, if you can get cold water and rinse that off, then you're going to have a whole lot better looking trophy. Yeah. And take a few minutes to talk to your outfitter when you're setting up your hunt, when you're about to go out, whatever. Hey, uh, whoever can out my animal, I really need the blood cleaned up off of that. Make sure they know. Yes, and especially on the lighter colored one, the doll sheep, etc. Um, yeah. The stone sheep have a lot of light color on them, and if you get blood stains on there and, and it doesn't get cleaned off and it makes it to the tanner, it's almost impossible to get it out. It really makes it tough. Very good. And if folks have questions for you or they want to see your work online, they can go do that where? At truelifetaxidermy.org. That's my taxidermist, and he handles trophies for people all over the globe. He's really good at what he does, and he's in high demand. I recommend you use him, too. Roy Holdridge, True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas. There's a link at kinderoutdoors.com. We're tuning our bows back to the bow shop with Kyle Chambers at Cinnamon Creek Archery when we come back from the coffee pot. Hi, I'm Ron Berry, four-time state champion archer. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. 
Hey, crappie fans, if you love crappie fishing, Crappie Expo, Branson, Missouri, October the 20th through the 22nd. More than 100 exhibitors. It's all crappie. Get the latest and greatest. Also, the world's largest crappie fry, hush puppies and taters. Mmm, Pro crappie teams fishing for over $300,000. Meet the pros, seminars and concerts daily. Giving away $10,000 on Friday and again on Saturday. Cash is king. That man's crazy. CrappieExpo.com. CrappieExpo.com. After Red Stick 1, outdoor author Ken Kirkaby's sequel, Red Stick 2, is a must-read. Virgil Clary is sent to South America, where he uses his unique tracking skills to find an American engineer abducted by revolutionaries. Kirkus Reviews says, assured writing, a locomotive plot, and nonstop suspenseful action in a series that shows no signs of slowing down. Ken Kirkaby is an outdoor writer that truly lives the outdoors, and his books are all available on Amazon. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The Vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority, come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com after spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests, and um, we like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt 
easily six, seven, eight groups. And we don't try to do it on 40 acres. I mean, these people get to walk. They get to see some country. Joe and Ann Kirchival invite you to enjoy this free-range ranch just northwest of San Antonio. Visit joshuacreek.com. that a successful fishing trip is a kid with a small blue gill in the hand and a giant smile on the face. The kids are always welcome in our boat at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, our big fall contest here at Kinder Outdoors this year is in a partnership with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing in Costa Rica. We want to send you to Costa Rica to some of the greatest sport fishing on the planet. And we're going to send two buddies with you. It's you and two guests staying at Casa Carib Sea, Oceanfront. And then three full days of chartered fishing, offshore, inshore, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, mahi. It's a $10,000 value, and you need to go register and win this thing. You can do that at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Bow season's opening up across the United States. I want to talk about that. Let's get ready for that with our buddy Kyle Chambers, the manager at Cinnamon Creek Archery. Kyle, thanks for hanging around. You doing all right? Uh, it's going great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, brother. I want to talk about tuning our bows. You know, we hear people talking about, hey, tune your bow, tune your bow. Let's tune. Let's make sure we're tuned up. What are you talking about? We're talking mainly about arrow flight okay. in a nutshell. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to get that bow to where the cams are in sync so your arrow will fly true. So that can be anything from tuning our sights to major stuff. It's definitely a broad range of things, for sure. Typically, when that bow's been in the closet or under the bed for a year and it's time to break it back out, we need to tune that bow, obviously. Uh, what are some things that we see commonly? Commonly, uh, string wear. Mainly, I mean, you've got strings and cables. Bows are made up of metal, whether it be aluminum, steel, different parts. But the one thing that does change is the strings because they're a fabric. Yeah. How many years can we get if we shoot, you know, like the average shooter, not all the time, how many years do we expect to get out of that string? Two to three is usually what I recommend. Okay. And then bring it on in to you guys, your pros. You'll get it tuned up for us and, uh, and ready to go. So... Uh, we break that bow out, you know, bow season's upon us. Man, we better go practice in the backyard a little bit before we run jump in the vine. Uh, what, are we, what are we looking for when we first step out there? Is that thing going to shoot just like it did when we put it up months ago, or could things have changed? Things definitely change. The string and cables consistently stretch. Well, I say consistently, but they, they always stretch over time. So you definitely want to check string wear and tear. Look in the, the, the parts that bend over the cam in, in harsh areas. Yep. Those create a lot of wear and tear on your cables. Uh, loose screws. There's a, there's a multitude of things. So it's always best, maybe if you first get it out under the bed for that year, yep. take it to your pro shop, let them kind of give it a once-over, uh, and just look and see, and they can kind of better tell you what's, what's going on with it. Yeah, the quicker you get that done, the better, because things stack up this time of year. Definitely stack up this time of year. It's a, This is our... Busiest time, of course, when, when season's about to crank around the corner. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when you hit the road for a hunt, you know, hunters are mobile. Hunters and fishermen, outdoorsmen are mobile. You're a Texas guy. You like to hunt Oklahoma, so you're up and down the road. A lot of times we're in a really remote spot, Kyle, and something goes wrong. 
What tools do you carry with you or backup parts? Oh, that's a good question. Because a lot of times, it depends. With me, I've always got some kind of a portable bow press because I know how to work on those. But for the average guy, if it's something severe, there's really no fix for that without having a press on you. Uh, general tools, though, it's always good to have an Allen wrench set, something that fits all the screws in your bow. So check that first to make sure they fit. Uh, some serving, if you've got extra D-loop material, those are the kind of things that you can usually fix on your own with a little bit of knowledge. Uh, anything could pass that point, you may need to take it to a shop. Uh, and, of course, if it's time uh, you've outgrown that first bow, you're ready for something a little more exciting, don't trade it in. Hang on to it. You can always use a backup on that trip. Definitely, no matter what. You always want to keep a backup, especially if you're going out of town. If you're going out of state or a long drive where it's hard to get back within a day, I would always recommend taking a backup of some sort. Yeah. Hey, tell me about the first bow you ever owned. What What was that? <laughs> it was an old Browning. It had a wooden riser and wooden limbs. It was an old Browning compound. Maybe from Walmart? Uh, you know, I think it was probably, I'm not sure where I got that. I think it was probably either a pawn shop deal, if, if I was go. being completely honest. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it was an older bow. It's, I think I had that thing back in the early, early 90s. Yeah. What did it weigh? Oh, believe it or not, it wasn't all that heavy. Uh, I'm not real sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, compared to what you use in the field now, night and day. Oh, night and day. For sure, yeah. Technology has really come a long way between those days. When we uh, stopped by the uh, bow shop at Cinnamon Creek Ranch, it's phenomenal, man. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bows, all the latest and greatest hanging up uh, there for us. How do you, a pro like you, man, how do you go about choosing a bow? You have all those things at your disposal uh, and the latest and greatest, the best in the world in front of you. Well, that's pretty easy. Exactly how I preach to my customers. If you're going to spend that kind of, obviously bows are expensive nowadays. If you're going to spend that kind of coin, go in and shoot a lot of different models. There's going to be something that's going to stand out to you. There's going to be features that you're going to like in a bow, and it'll pick you, not the other way around. So for that guy just getting started, doesn't know what, you know, one end of a bow from another, what features do you like? What do you like in a bow? Well, as a hunter, I want something smooth and quiet. Those are the two things that I really look for in a bow. Okay. So those are my You've been very successful at shooting competition, but, man, when you boil it all down at the end of the day, you're a hunter. I'm a hunter, tried and true. That's really all I want. I want to see uh, the animals in front of me, not the target. Yeah. Um, so, smooth and quiet, what's fitting the bill for you these days? Well, there's a few out there, but uh, Matthews is what I'm currently shooting. And if it wasn't for that, uh, I like the new Botex. They, uh, they got some good stuff out there this year. Yeah. So. If it's hanging up at Cinnamon Creek, you're not going to go wrong because you guys stock the right stuff. And this technology, like we were talking about earlier, is just over-the-top phenomenal. No doubt. And we do carry a full line. We have Matthews, Hoyt, PSE, Botex, Elite, Prime. A lot of other bows that I'm probably failing to mention, I think we carry nine to ten different bow lines. So we all have something. And, and it's nice to be able to come and compare each one. Hey, you know, after just a couple of weeks, you're going to see a healthier dog when you make the switch to Purina Pro Plan. Promise. I've seen it happen too many times. Pick up the Pro Plan formula that best suits your dog at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, we've only got a couple of minutes left before we take a little leg stretch here, but I want to talk to my buddy Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail. Larry, I know you love your Rugers, 
But how about a bow? Have you ever picked anything up with a string on it? To me, the finest aroma in the world is freshly burned gunpowder <laughs> shot at an animal. And I love that little bit of recall and the sound, quite frankly. But, you know, I used to hunt with a bow years ago. I, I did a fair amount of bow hunting, shot a lot of different deer and javelin and hogs and things like that. And learned very quickly, though, if I was going to make a living as a writer, I had to do it with a gun. Because back then, the bow magazines, they were very nice about giving you a complimentary subscription. But that was about the extent of it. But, you know, we've seen bow hunting come such a long way. When I first started, it was pretty much just a, a recurve type bow. Started shooting the compound a little bit, and these days the bows are just phenomenal. And, of course, just in recent years, too, people have become very interested in crossbow hunting, and a lot of seasons have opened up. And so, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities out there right now. I have shot them a little bit. I've never seriously hunted with the crossbow, however. You know, the crossbow has, uh, has opened up doors for people that, were unable to hunt before with a bow and, and has introduced a lot of new blood, and that's what I like about it. I do, too. You know, there are a lot of states years past, if you had a disability where you couldn't draw a bow, in some instances they allowed you to hunt with a crossbow. But you're right. With We're in a situation pretty much across North America where the deer population has never been greater than what it is right now, so there are a lot of opportunities. This gives people another chance to get out there during the fall and experience the outdoors. And To me, I'm like you. Anything that will bring people to the outdoors, I am all for it. I just want people to have the opportunity to experience hunting so that when somebody does question them, about what is hunting all about or why do you hunt, they've got some pretty good answers. And the bow has opened up some hunting opportunities that didn't exist before. Take Dallas County, for example. You couldn't deer hunt in Dallas County, Texas, until just a few years ago when they opened up an archery-only season to try and help control the deer population. Hey, Larry, as always, thank you so much for the time. i got to take a little break. I'll meet you guys right back here in a few minutes. Good morning, this is Larry Weissoon, Mr. Whitetail. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. working hard all week. Now it's time to go fishing. Come along with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, you're always welcome in this camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Thank you so very much for spending a little time with us today. We really appreciate that. No matter how you listen, podcast, broadcast, uh, satellite, however you get the show, thank you. And let us know about it. We'd love to hear from you. KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Real easy to leave a note on the door when you drop by the Camp House website. We're hanging out with our buddies from Cinnamon Creek Ranch this week. Cinnamon Creek Ranch is a compound north of Fort Worth, Texas, that is a world-class archery facility, indoor ranges, outdoor ranges, 3D ranges, elevated uh, practice blinds, complete archery pro shop, and... Wild game processing, and they do the best job of anyone I've ever, I mean, it's not even close. They do the best job of anyone that I've ever used to process my wild game. No gamey taste, no wild taste whatsoever. Joe Masakio is the owner at Cinnamon Creek Ranch. He and I were talking about an hour ago about how great hogs are, and people kind of overlook them a lot of times 
for the table. Hey, Joe, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've been too busy working, and, and I haven't, you know, I've had a microphone in my hand and not a rifle or a bow or a pistol or a nothing. I know the feeling. My wife's had a collar on me all summer. She's been dragging me everywhere. <laughs> you have, but now it's, hey, fall's coming, Joe. It's time to get back after it. And, you know, a lot of guys go uh, dove hunting. They get out on their places. They had not been there a long time. And, man, there's those pigs or evidence of pigs. Really good idea to shoot one of those and bring them to you at Cinnamon Creek. Yeah, pigs, people don't realize how good tasting they are, wild hogs. Um, if you keep them around 150 or just shy of 200, they're really, really good eating. Uh, leaner than, than the pork that you're going to find in the grocery store for the most part? Absolutely. I mean, the protein in it, you know, it's almost like farm to table, so... And people think of these hogs, and they, they think of these big old nasty hogs, and, man, I would never eat that. Nothing could be further from the truth. They're, they're nutritious, they're very tasty, and they've only eaten what God intended them to eat. There's been no filler. Yeah, you're right. Um, they're eating just like the cattle do out there. You know, they're grazing and browsing and eating everything that's good for them. Now, when people bring their hogs in, we think of traditional things like bacon and ham and things we've seen in the grocery store all these years. But, boy, you can really get creative with a pig. Yeah, we actually don't do bacon because then you need to be about 250 pounds plus. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of out of the realm in wild hog business. But um, So we do a lot of products, um, sausage and uh, stickers, which are we take them out of the hams and we marinate them and, and put them on a skewer and man they're they're the cat's meow man yeah and you don't have to grill those long it's they're done that's a really good appetizer before the big stuff yeah that takes about three minutes aside on those and they're just i mean you're gonna have to fight your neighbors off for them <laughs> i'm a big fan of your uh, chili meat and taco meat both great ideas for a hog oh yeah they make great uh, and, and taco meat is unbelievable yeah the pork. taco meat when it comes to my house from cinnamon creek it's seasoned i don't add salt pepper nothing it's ready to go just uh to fry it up put it on a shell and go yeah it's it's ready it's kind of bulletproof um we tried it on women and kids first before we you know brought it to market and uh those kids they just they eat it right up boy yeah Breakfast sausage, of course, always a big hit. Yeah, the breakfast is really good out of hogs. I had never had your cracked black pepper sausage until you guys were cooking somewhere a year or so ago. Fell in love with it that day, and now I'm having you guys make it for me. I'm I'm uh, purposely hunting critters to get some more cracked black pepper. Yeah, the, there's a huge cracked black, black pepper crowd out there. <laughs> yeah, I bet there is. Yeah. And so many different ways that you guys make sausages, I'm sure you can't even remember them all. No, we, we have quite a variety. I mean, I think we have like 25 different blends that we use. Get out there and shoot a hog, bring it in. If I if I go out and kill a 100-pound hog, how much meat is that going to yield for my freezer, Joe? Maybe 40, around 40, 35 or 40. Okay. Uh, for folks that have never shot a hog before uh, and they're ready to go do that, uh, number one, watch out, it's addicting. Uh, you can shoot them at night. You can shoot them during the day. They're exotic. There's no season. Yeah, yeah, right. You can shoot them year-round, and it's good. They're good eating. I would say make sure you gut them really good, clean them well, and then pack them with ice if you're just going to bring them with their hide on and put them in a cooler. Uh, it, you need to get them cold. Yeah, get those guts out as quick as possible. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
especially on these warm days. Uh, deer season's coming up. Have you got uh, some stuff on camera that you're really excited about out at your place? Yeah, we got some pretty good bucks. We got seven coming in. Uh, we're out in the Jacksboro area, and the deer are pretty healthy. I'm surprised with the drought that uh, they're in such good shape. Do yeah. uh, you want to give me those GPS coordinates or maybe the combination to the gate, Joey? No. No, not yet? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Joe Masacchio is the owner of Cinnamon Creek Ranch, Roanoke, Texas, just north of Fort Worth. The only place to take your wild game, I promise you. What those guys can do with a white-tailed deer, it's art. (laughs) Hey, uh, listen, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. You need to get registered to win our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest. You and two guests are headed for the Caribbean. We're going to send you to Costa Rica. You're going to be fishing offshore and inshore with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, some of the most successful saltwater boats in that region of the world. And that region of the world holds a lot of marlin. How about a 20 marlin day? It can happen. Go register and win this Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest from Carib Sea Sport Fishing and Kinder Outdoors. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. Can you imagine 20-plus sailfish in a single day? Welcome to Costa Rica's rich fishing history. The marlin catch is as good as any spot on earth. Blue marlin, sailfish, mahi, and tuna. From the moment your feet touch down in beautiful Costa Rica, you'll discover a new love in your life. The landscape, the people, the food, the salty air and year-round fishable temperatures and calm waters. At Carib Sea Sport Fishing, We're prepared for your group with a fleet of some of the most successful vessels in this sport fishing area. Call your buddies or make it a couple's trip to Costa Rica. Enjoy world-class Caribbean sport fishing, endless shopping, beaches, spectacular wildlife. Discover the landscape by horseback. Carib Sea Sport Fishing offers a variety of trips, offshore, inshore, overnight, half day, full day, every day. Come see us now at catchafishincostarica.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a huge selection of firearms, ammo, fishing tackle, including rods, reels, lures, baits, and every accessory you can imagine. Whether you buy, sell, or trade, Marksman's mission is to guide and educate their customers, whether they're new to firearms or experienced, skilled shooters. Visit one of their stores in Mansfield, Granbury, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. For more info, go to MarksmanFirearms.com. Make your mark at Marksman. Hey, crappie fans. If you love crappie fishing, Crappie Expo, Brands of Missouri, October the 20th through the 22nd. More than 100 exhibitors. It's all crappie. Get the latest and greatest. Also, the world's largest crappie fry, hush puppies and taters. Mmm, Pro crappie teams fishing for over $300,000. Meet the pros, seminars and concerts daily. Giving away $10,000 on Friday and again on Saturday. Cash is king. That man's crazy. CrappieExpo.com. CrappieExpo.com. Dove hunting in Argentina is well documented, but as my friends at JJ Caseria, Cordoba Doves will tell you, the duck hunting is unmatched anywhere in the world. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative for JJ Caseria. The duck lodge uh, is in Corrientes. 
We shoot 30 ducks in the morning and 10 per days in the afternoon. We have 11 different species of ducks. We have a duck season from the 15th of April to the 31st of August. You are assured before you ever leave American soil that you're going to feel welcome and at home when you hunt with your new friends at J.J. Castoria. Our lodge is beautiful. It's four years old. It has 10 double bedrooms, all with private baths, all heated and air-conditioned. Uh, it's very comfortable. We don't put on air, so you'll feel as relaxed in the lodge as you do in your living room. Hunt world-class doves and ducks in Argentina. Plan next year now by visiting cordobadoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. I hope that new gun you get for your birthday makes you as happy as the one you got for Christmas. Hey, don't forget Columbus Day, National Hunting and Fishing Day, Independence Day. Every day is range day at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thanks for hanging out with us in the old camp house today. We really appreciate that. Big fall contest around here. It's called Fishing You a Merry Christmas because we're going fishing. We're going to Costa Rica for some of the best sport fishing on earth. And we're going first class with our friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. You're going to be staying at Casa Carib Sea Oceanfront for five nights, and you'll be fishing offshore and inshore during your visit there. And get this, it's you and two buddies, or two family members. It's you and two guests. All you have to do is come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, and get yourself registered. It's a simple drawing, and here's a little tip. Call your buddies that you'd like to invite to go down with you or family members or whatever and have them go register too and increase your odds of winning. I'm just saying. It all starts at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Big doings this fall. We're going fishing first class, fishing you a Merry Christmas in Costa Rica. I've got a really good friend that's a firefighter, and the wear and tear of the job over the decades has broken his shoulders down where Drawing his bow is no longer an option, but modern technology has made bow hunting available to him through the crossbows on the market today. 
I had a visit with my friend Kyle Chambers about that at Cinnamon Creek Archery, Roanoke, Texas, about an hour ago. Hey, what's going on, Billy? It's good to see you again. I always look forward to this. I look forward to seeing you, but, man, it's, you almost haven't have an appointment with Kyle Chambers this time of year because, hey, bow seasons are upon us. In some states, it's open, and you are busy. It is busy, and, yes, we are open the western states are getting kicked off. Everybody's heading out doing their elk, uh, pronghorn. So yeah, it's it's getting it's kicking off. White yeah. tail Have you ever hunted pronghorn with a bow? Uh, I have tried. I've attempted. Because <laughs> I'm just wondering about that 380 yard shot. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, I hunted out western Kansas, which is probably one of the harder places to do it. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. Anytime you're trying to sneak up on a critter with a bow in your hand, <clears throat> hey, it's a whole new game. I want to talk about a whole new game. Archery has opened up with technology through the years to everyone, literally everyone. I know of a lady in her 80s now, and she's a Cinnamon Creek customer. She didn't go hunting for the first time until she was 78, and a crossbow allowed her to do that. The technology is amazing. Exactly. Things have definitely progressed. And crossbows are something that is very technical, and it's getting more and more so. Uh, but it opens up the doors for anybody, whether it's a young child, uh, elderly, anybody. That, there's no physical restrictions anymore when you're able to use a crossbow. Yeah, and they are so accurate. It's it's uh, pinpoint accurate. Oh, yeah, and some of them are even, you know, you, people are taking those 50, 60-yard shots with no problem. So it's uh, it's been pretty crazy. If I want to uh, bring my youngster in or or maybe grandma and she wants to go hunt with me. Hey, it's a way to spend more time in the field with the family. Uh, and she doesn't have the strength to uh, to to uh, mount a bow and use it properly. Um, we can get her in a crossbow, and we can do it fairly economically, right? Sure, yeah. There's a broad range of different crossbows out there as far as the money standpoint. I mean, we have some that range in that four to $500 range, and they go all the way to 4000 It just depends on your level of pain. Yeah, so if I buy Grandma a $500 crossbow, is she going to be able to cock that thing? Uh, it would be a little more difficult. You're going to pay for those. I need to be with her? You, you would need to be with her for one of those. Okay. Uh, you're going to pay for those features of automatic cranking or, or even with a cranking device. Those are going to cost a little more. Usually those bows are going to run you around the $1,500 range. Okay. Uh, so when we come in, we need a crossbow. What else are we going to need to go with that? Oh, you're going to need arrows or bolts for the crossbow. They take bolts. Yeah. You're going to need broadheads, of course, yeah. a good bag target that's going to stop those. What people don't realize is those do shoot a lot faster, so you need a specialized target to be able to stop them. Yeah. Uh, then just everything else will be luxury items, a sling or a, a, a rest or shooting sticks. Uh, practice, practice, practice. You mentioned a target. Even though these things are just deadly accurate, that nothing replaces practice. Nothing replaces practice, obviously. Tuning is also a, a big issue. You want to make sure your, your equipment's finely tuned, whether it's a crossbow or a compound. Everything needs to be tuned still. What kind of shot can I take? You mentioned 40, 50, 60 yards with a crossbow. What, what is an average shot with a crossbow? About the same as a, as a compound? If I, I always preach to be the same. We're talking ethics more than anything. Yeah. These bows can reach out, and they can be accurate up to 100 yards, but we never, ever want people to get it in the field and take those kinds of shots because it's unethical. You never know what that animal is going to do between the time the bolt leaves the crossbow and the animal. So I always say 40 and in is yeah. safe. Uh, I always like people to shoot even closer, if, okay. if, if can be. Yeah, very good. Be a good bow hunter. Be you know, be diligent. Do your work. Be responsible. Yeah, be responsible and uh, and be a good bow hunter and, and get close to uh, to those critters. If you decide to take that hundred yard shot, that that buck of a lifetime's out there, a hundred yards, and you're tempted, a lot of things can go wrong. 
between you and that animal. Why do you advise people not to take that shot? Well, because <laughs> if you've ever wounded an animal, and you, all of us that have bow hunted know what it's like to, to, to wound or lose an animal. It's just if you do it long enough, it's going to happen. Yeah. And the feeling that you get from that is not a good feeling. Horrendous. It is really, really bad, yeah. So I always try to get people to shoot closer distance so they have that success and they don't have to experience that. From the time that bolt leaves you to the time it gets to that critter down there 100 yards away, seems like a very short period of time, but in reality... Uh, when that buck hears that and flinches, he's got a lot of time to move. No doubt. And crossbows are notoriously more loud yeah. than, than conventional gear. So they're still going to be able to have that ability to duck that shot. No matter, even if the bows are shooting up to 500 foot a second like some of them do, they can still dodge that. Now, there's a new crossbow on the market. You guys are selling this thing. It is the Cadillac. It's unbelievable. Uh, the technology and it's, like you said, it's going to cost you some money up there, close to four grand for this thing. But who makes it and what is it? Yeah, it's the new Raven R500E. It's basically their cream of the crop for this year. Uh, the bow shoots 500 foot a second. It has the ability to auto cock. It's, uh, it's got a battery, so it cocks itself. You just, you know, push a button basically to cock this thing. Wow. Uh, very easy to load. It's very, very kid and, and women and elderly friendly because of that, that feature. Yeah. Uh, some of the scope technology that's on it is very uh, sophisticated, but it uh, allows the bow to be shot without being shouldered even. Oh, wow. so. so I can sit it in my lap or hold it like John Wayne held a rifle, you know, down at my hip. <laughs> you could hip shoot with it if you wanted to. Yeah, that scope allows you to. It's basically you're looking at a TV screen. It's got a red dot that automatically ranges the target. Uh, basically, you just put the red dot on there, whatever yardage it says. If it's 48, you just hold the corresponding pin on the target, pull the trigger, and, and fire. So, yeah, it is good. You can actually watch as kids are shooting it. You can kind of see, without having to look through their scope, what their, what their target looks like and where they're aiming. So, so if I want to get in the crossbow business, 400 to 4,000, how, how bad do I want to go? Exactly, whatever your threshold of pain is. Hey, Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Good hanging out with you all. Yeah, you too, Billy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Hi, this is Bobby Labonte, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas has won Best Studio in the State of Texas 
time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. 
It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. America with freedom to enjoy the creation and worship the Creator. This is the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. You know, we need to be prepared hunters. We need to prepare for what we know will happen, what we expect to happen, and what might happen. It can be a hard lesson to learn if we don't know where the nearest medical attention is for human beings or maybe a vet for our bird dogs. Satellite telephones are available and a must for a deep woods hunt or a DIY hunt into treacherous country. My friend Joe Masacchio, the owner of Cinnamon Creek Ranch Archery and Wild Game Processing, boy, he had a nightmarish trip about a decade ago. I asked him to tell us about it on the show today. My old buddy Joe Masacchio, how's life, Joe? Pretty good now, kind of healed up. Yeah, feeling better? A little bit, getting old, though. (laughs) Uh, You will never completely heal from the fall that you took in Canada you went up there on a hunt, really special hunt, uh, and, and man, a, a perfect trip, a perfect day went south in a hurry. Tell folks what happened. Yeah, we had spotted, we were we were hunting elk, mule deer, and uh, mountain goats, and we were, we were in a beautiful area. And uh, we spotted this mule deer on the other mountain across, so we had to ride down the mountain. We were on mules. And now go back up the other side. Four-legged mules, not motorized. Yeah, four-legged mules. My mule's name was Maverick, by the way. (laughs) Fitting. (laughs) Fitting, yeah. So uh, we got up there about an hour before dark, and we were about 10 minutes from getting off the mules. And mules are pretty, you know, they they go by themselves pretty much. You just hang on to the reins. And when you cross little creeks and stuff, you just loosen up the reins, and they just walk right through it. Well, the... We went through this little creek. It wasn't probably one of the smaller ones we went through, and there was a bank about five foot high on our right-hand side. And uh, I let him go, and the next thing I know, he jumps the bank. And I'm like Bronco Rodeo, and I grab with my left arm, and I tear my bicep completely off and my shoulder, rotator cuff, everything, and get up, ride him to the top like a bronc. And then he bucks me off. When we get up there, and I land on my binoculars and break three ribs. They go right into my ribs. And then I fall off the ledge and fall onto a rock and break the rest of my ribs and thought I had ruptured my spleen. Man, you were beat up bad. And how far were you from any civilization? We were five and a half hours in 
on horse and and five hours from main line, uh, main road. So, how did you get out of there? And uh, did you have contact with civilization? What happened? Yeah, we we I had to get back on the the mule and ride it out, and uh, that was brutal. Oh my god! And then we got to camp, and he had to ride out to use the satellite phone to get to a spot where he could use it. And then he got in his truck and he drove down and called him, and then a helicopter flew in a day and a half later. Wow. Where were you in Canada? Uh, uh, north of Montana, yeah, British Columbia. North of Montana, British Columbia, yeah. So, from British Columbia, did they take you to a Canadian hospital? Yeah, we flew me right to the hospital, and then they did. It was amazing all the tests they ran, and I mean, they, they had me diagnosed and everything, but as soon as they were done, they let you go because you're not a citizen. Wow. Socialized medicine. Yeah, you have to get yourself back to the United States. So now you're you're barely walking, barely yeah. breathing, yeah. and you're on the streets in in Canada. What next? Well, the people that we were hunting with, the his wife drove me back to Montana to Kalispell, and I stayed in a hospital there for 12 days. Okay, surgery or just trying to get you breathing again? Yeah, yeah just healing. Yeah, yeah. healing up. Man, oh, man, what a journey. What did that teach you about do you prepare differently now for a trip when you when you leave? Because you never expect that. No, it's a, I mean, you're always prepared for something, but that's the unexpected. You know, you just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I can remember the first time I went to Alaska hunting. We went into Kotzebue, and then we went up into Brooks Ranges, which is the highest point in, in Alaska. And the guy looked at us, and he goes, this is no place for the timid. I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, because your buddy could have his leg, his bone sticking out through the top of his pants, and you got to fix it. Yeah. So you just don't know. You yeah, know? you don't know, and, and you're out there so far back yeah. uh, that uh, all of the amenities that we're spoiled to, they're just not there. Uh, always a really good idea to know maybe where the nearest hospital is, the nearest town, the nearest medical help. Yeah, that's very important if if you're able to do that, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of times, I mean, you can get that medic, that Metaflight, I have that, I mean, yeah. that that's what we use, and yeah. up and back, and that was great. Well, I, I know a lot of guys have looked at the satellite phone service and uh, have to make your own decision there. It's not cheap. They don't give it away. Are you a fan of that now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably saved my life. What a story. Joe Masaccio, Cinnamon Creek Ranch, thankful every day that he can get up and go to work. Hey, before we take a little trip to the coffee pot, I want to let you in on a conversation I had with my taxidermist, Roy Holdridge at True Life Taxidermy, Granbury, Texas, the other day. We were talking about, no, not antlers, capes. Roy, we've always heard, uh, there's a lot of taxidermy wives' tales, and one of those is, don't get your pelt wet after you shoot your animal. Don't get your cape wet. Uh, but there's an instance where we really, it would benefit us with some good cold water on our pelts, wouldn't it? Definitely, definitely. The um, When you get them real good and bloody, you need to get the blood off. If that blood dries on them, um, then it makes it a whole lot more difficult to get it on out. Uh, if there's dried blood on there, if you went with an outfitter and they took care of your hide for you, salted it and dried it out, and we get it come in from Alaska, come from somewhere that's already dried, and we send it to the tannery, when they put it in their pickle to rehydrate it, it sets that blood in there. Uh-huh. And so you just, you know, it makes it almost impossible to get out. And so you need to 
antelope, pronghorn antelope. They have hollow hair and it kind of sucks that blood up in it wow. like a straw. And so if you just hang it after you've got them caped out or if you've just come up to the head and, you know, and, and cut it off and then you're going to take it to the taxidermist, hang him up there in cold water. Cold water, rinse it. It will rinse the blood off of there and get the blood off of them, let them hang and drain, and then wrap them up and put them in your ice chest or yeah. that freezer. Either that or have a forever stain on your beautiful trophy that you spent a lot of time harvesting. Interesting that you tell me that antelope hair is a whole lot different from whitetail hair. Uh, it's kind of like a straw. Yes, and it breaks real easy. They, okay. they, they come off easier a little bit, but it breaks also. Okay, very good. Uh, so if you if you make that shot of a lifetime uh, with your bow, that's where you're going to get into some, some pumping blood a lot of times uh, and a lot of blood on your mouth or with your rifle, whatever. Uh, take a little time and, and clean that up around the mouth, around the nose, around uh, the body wound, wherever the, uh, wherever the shot was and wherever the bleeding uh, took place. Take a little time to clean that blood up. Yes, and say you went sheep hunting and you're up on a mountain, and it's really tough, you know. You don't have the best of conditions, and a lot of times you may not have as much blood by the time you're done skinning that thing up there, you know, than than you do. As soon as you get to where you can, as soon as you get back to where you can, if you can get cold water and rinse that off, then you're going to have a whole lot better looking trophy. Yeah. And take a few minutes to talk to your outfitter when you're setting up your hunt, when you're about to go out, whatever. Hey, uh, whoever came out my animal, I, I really need the blood cleaned up off of that. Make sure they know. Yes, and especially on the lighter colored one, the doll sheep, etc. Um, yeah. The stone sheep have a lot of light color on them, and if you get blood stains on there and, and it doesn't get cleaned off and it makes it to the tanner, it's almost impossible to get it out. It really makes it tough. Very good. And if folks have questions for you or they want to see your work online, they can go do that where? At truelifetaxidermy.org. Good stuff. Roy Holdridge, True Life Taxidermy. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, kinderoutdoors.com, and register to win our Christmas giveaway. We're kicking it off right now. It's called Fishing You a Merry Christmas, where we send you and two guests of your choice to beautiful Costa Rica. Fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, Marlin, Sailfish, Roosterfish, Mahi, KinderOutdoors.com. That's how you win. Hey, everybody. It's professional angler Ot Defoe. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. We fish you a Merry Christmas. We fish you a Merry Christmas. How about crisp, clean air? endless water and marlin after marlin for christmas this year that's what we have in mind for you and two of your friends or family at carib sea sport fishing and kinder outdoors the lodging dining and fishing is on us in costa rica five nights in our beachfront penthouse three days fishing some of the most fertile water on the planet stay tuned and enter soon learn more at kinderoutdoors.com you know this is a fast changing world As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable, like Chevy trucks. 
At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, (laughs) but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. (laughs) ClassicChevrolet.com. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Winter at the lake is a wonderful thing. The still, quiet solace of the woods and water at Grapevine Lake offer the perfect opportunity to slow the season down a bit. Tucked away behind a secure gated entry and snuggled on the still shore of Grapevine Lake is the national award-winning Vineyards Campground and Cabins. Full hookups, lightning-fast Wi-Fi, and cable TV at every campsite and cabin keep you connected, even when you're getting away. The vineyard sites and fully furnished cabins are the perfect place to kick off the new year and enjoy the great outdoors. Our unique location makes you feel far away from the hustle and bustle when you're just a few blocks from historic downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas, offering shops, restaurants, and all the sights and sounds of the season. Cozy cabins, spacious pull-through sites, and a camp store on site to provide whatever you need. Always keeping your health and safety a priority. Come enjoy nature's original way to social distance. Come see us this winter. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Did you ever notice that Jesus selected fishermen to follow him? Just saying. Welcome to our boat at Kinder Outdoors. Kyle Chambers is a really smart guy when it comes to bows and arrows and such. He is the manager at Cinnamon Creek Archery. He's a very successful and award-winning competitive shooter, but first and foremost, Kyle is a hunter. I wanted to talk with him a little bit with all the bow seasons kicking off about tuning our bows. What does that mean? Hey, Kyle, how's it going, man? Uh, It's going great. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm good, brother. I want to talk about tuning our bows. You know, we hear people talking about, hey, tune your bow, tune your bow. Let's tune. Let's make sure we're tuned up. What are you talking about? We're talking mainly about arrow flight okay. in a nutshell. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to get that bow to where the cams are in sync so your arrow will fly true. So that can be anything from tuning our sights to major stuff. It's definitely a broad range of things for sure. Typically, when that bow's been in the closet or under the bed for a year and it's time to break it back out, we need to tune that bow, obviously. Uh, what are some things that we see commonly? Commonly, uh, string wear, mainly. I mean, you've got strings and cables. Bows are made up of metal, whether it be aluminum, steel, different parts. But the one thing that does change is the strings because they're a fabric. Yeah. How many years can we get if we shoot, you know, like the average shooter, not all the time, how many years do we expect to get out of that string? Two to three is usually what I recommend. Okay, and then bring it on in to you guys, your pros. You'll get it tuned up for us and, uh, and ready to go. So uh, we break that bow out. You know, bow season's upon us. Man, we better go practice in the backyard a little bit before we run jump in the vine. Um, what, are we, what are we looking for? When we first step out there, is that thing going to shoot just like it did when we put it up months ago, or could things have changed? Things definitely change. The string and cables consistently stretch. Well, I say consistently, but they, they always stretch over time. So you definitely want to check string wear and tear. Look into the, the, the parts that bend over the cam in, in harsh areas. Yep. Those create a lot of wear and tear on your cables. Uh, loose screws. There's a, there's a multitude of things. So it's always best, maybe if you first get it out for, under the bed for that year, Take it to your pro shop, let them kind of give it a once-over, uh, and just look and see, and they can kind of better tell you what's what's going on with it. Yeah, the quicker you get that done, the better, because things stack up this time of year. Definitely stack up this time of year. It's This, this is our busiest time, of course, when, when season's about to crank around the corner. Yeah, there you go. Uh, when you hit the road for a hunt, you know, hunters are mobile. Hunters and fishermen, outdoorsmen are mobile. You're a Texas guy. You like to hunt Oklahoma, so you're up and down the road. A lot of times we're in a really remote spot, Kyle, and something goes wrong. What tools do you carry with you or backup parts? Ooh, that's a good question because a lot of times it depends. With me, I've always got some kind of a portable bow press because I know how to work on those. But for the average guy, if it's something severe, there's really no fix for that without having a press on you. Yeah. Uh, general tools, though, it's always good to have an Allen wrench set something that fits all the screws in your bow, so check that first to make sure they fit. Uh, some serving, if you've got extra D-loop material, those are the kind of things that you can usually fix on your own with a little bit of knowledge. Uh, anything could pass that point, you may need to take it to a shop. Uh, and, of course, if it's time uh, you've outgrown that first bow, you're ready for something a little more exciting, don't trade it in. Hang on to it. You can always use a backup on that trip. Definitely, no matter what. You always want to keep a backup, especially if you're going out of town. If you're going out of state or a long drive where it's hard to get back within a day, I would always recommend taking a backup of some sort. Yeah. Hey, tell me about the first bow you ever owned. What what was that? <laughs> it was an old Browning. It had a wooden riser and wooden limbs. It was an old Browning compound. Maybe from Walmart? Uh, you know, I think it was probably, I'm not sure where I got that. I think it was probably either a pawn shop deal, if, if I was go. being completely honest. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it was an older bow. It's, I think I had that thing back in the early, early 90s. Yeah. What it weigh? Oh, believe it or not, it wasn't all that heavy. Uh, I'm not real sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, compared to what you use in the field now, night and day. Oh, night and day. 
For sure. Yeah, technology has really come a long way between those days. When we uh, stopped by the uh, bow shop at Cinnamon Creek Ranch, it's phenomenal, man. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bows, all the latest and greatest hanging up uh, there for us. How do you, a pro like you, man, how do you go about choosing a bow? You have all those things at your disposal uh, and the latest and greatest, the best in the world in front of you. Well, that's pretty easy. Exactly how I preach to my customers. If you're going to spend that kind of, obviously bows are expensive nowadays. If you're going to spend that kind of coin, go in and shoot a lot of different models. There's going to be something that's going to stand out to you. There's going to be features that you're going to like in a bow, and it'll pick you, not the other way around. So for that guy just getting started, doesn't know what, you know, one end of a bow from another, what features do you like? What do you like in a bow? Well, as a hunter, I want something smooth and quiet. Those are the two things that I really look for in a bow. Okay. So those are my. You've been very successful in shooting competition, but man, when you boil it all down at the end of the day, you're a hunter. I'm a hunter, tried and true. That's really all I want. I want to see uh, the animals in front of me, not the target. Yeah. Um, so smooth and quiet. What's fitting the bill for you these days? Well, there's a few out there, but uh, the Matthews is what I'm currently shooting. And if it wasn't for that, uh, oh, I like the new Bowtex. They uh, they got some good stuff out there this year. Yeah. So. If it's hanging up at Cinnamon Creek, you're not going to go wrong because you guys stock the right stuff. And this technology, like we were talking about earlier, is just over-the-top phenomenal. No doubt. And we do carry a full line. We have Matthews, Hoyt, PSE, Bowtech, Elite, Prime. A lot of other bows that I'm probably failing to mention, I think we carry nine to ten different bow lines. So we will have something. And, and it's nice to be able to come and compare each one. Kyle Chambers, Cinnamon Creek Archery, helping us tune our bows. Hey, what about my buddy Larry Wysoon, Mr. Whitetail? Larry, I know you love your Ruger rifles and your pistols, but... Hey, have you ever picked up a stick and a string? You know, I used to hunt with a bow years ago. I, I did a fair amount of bow hunting, shot a lot of different deer and javelina and hogs and things like that. And learned very quickly, though, if I was going to make a living as a writer, I had to do it with a gun. Because back then, the bow magazines, they were very nice about giving you a complimentary subscription, but that was about the extent of it. But, you know, we've seen bow hunting come such a long way. When I first started, it was pretty much just a, a recurve type bow. Started shooting the compound a little bit, and these days the bows are just phenomenal. And, of course, just in recent years, too, people have become very interested in crossbow hunting, and a lot of seasons have opened up. And so, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities out there right now. I have shot them a little bit. I've never seriously hunted with the crossbow, however. You know, the crossbow has, uh, has opened up doors for people that, were unable to hunt before with a bow and, and has introduced a lot of new blood, and that's what I like about it. I do, too. You know, there are a lot of states here's past if you had a disability where you couldn't draw a bow, in some instances they allowed you to hunt with a crossbow. But you're right. With We're in a situation pretty much across North America where the deer population has never been greater than what it is right now, so there are a lot of opportunities. This gives people another chance to get out there during the fall and experience the outdoors. And To me, I'm like you. Anything that will bring people to the outdoors, I am all for it. I just want people to have the opportunity to experience hunting so that when somebody does question them about what is hunting all about or why do you hunt, they've got some pretty good answers. Hey, before I get out of here today, I want to share this with you. Donald Trump Jr. earlier this week sent out a very scary tweet. It was a copy of a letter from Senator Josh Hawley. You can read the letter if you'd like. It's at kinderoutdoors.com. It was addressed to the chief executive officers of Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. And it expressed his displeasure with their decision to track our gun purchases. 
What's going on in America? We better wake up. I'm a gun purchaser, a proud gun owner. Our Second Amendment has served us well and protected us from an overthrow throughout the first 246 years. But bad things are happening, and big corporations seem to be in on the fun. I also proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, and I'm a regular attender in my church. And I proudly state that, because Jesus said, If you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. And I don't want that. Be strong. Be brave. Young folks, build a backbone. All out of time, i got to go. I do want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time that we have together each week. And I want to invite you back next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. (laughs) 